I'm gonna start this episode with a sound, and if, and you have to guess what it is. Is it gonna be a hug? No, that was the last episode. Um, so should I shut my eyes, or is this for the audience? No, it's for you, I guess. So shut my eyes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna make the sound, and you try to guess what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the sound. That was it. Yeah. Is it you rubbing your compass card on your arm hair? Wrong. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the hell is that?" You know, in that way, you could kind of like take this podcast hostage and just like do stuff. Yeah, until, you, like you are the editor until I'm happy with it. <laughs> well, I'm, for all you know, I could be doing that on like every episode. Dude, I've thought about that on more than one occasion. I was like, I literally don't listen to anything you send me to post. I just post it <laughs> unless it's like something you want to hear. Yeah, like I listened to the Christmas script. Yeah. Because that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to one other thing, but that was it, I think. Yeah. And I guess the first episode I probably listened to. All right. All right. But for this week, what are we talking about? Um, it's, it's kind of about just making sure you're not missing little things in your film before you, like, completely finish it off. Yeah. So this is mostly, like, we're talking in the editing this is, this is after filming and writing. I say I yeah. In the editing, it's it's kind of where my head is, but yeah. I think we can probably touch on other parts of the production process. Okay. Because if at any point you just kind of don't address something, mm-hmm. it will bite you. Uh, I don't. I don't even think it's like you will notice, but someone watching will notice. Yeah. And it could take away from their experience of, like, enjoying your movie. Do you not think that you're more likely to notice than anyone else? Because I can tell you, like, at all the screenings and the film festivals of what we don't say, people will, like, react to scenes. And I know I can see the flaws in them. Right. And I'll ask certain people, like, well, did you notice this, this, and this? And like, I had no idea. Right. So I feel like I can see a lot more flaws than they can. Well, for sure. I think the filmmaker will notice things that they've worked on or things that they've tried to mm-hmm. to mess with in post because yeah. they have those stories like locked into their head. But there will be moments when an audience member will see something that the filmmaker didn't even notice at all. Okay. Because they've got like a fresh pair of eyes on it. That's true. Uh, and naturally, they're not looking where the filmmaker would always look. Because mm-hmm. we've seen it so many times that when like a certain shot comes up, we're like... Oh, it's that wall. I hate that wall. And you're so focused <laughs> on the wall. And the audience member's like, what's wrong with that guy's face? <laughs> I think if you're a director and you're looking at the wall and not the face, that's a problem. No. Yeah. But, that you know, you kind of get my point. It's just like paying attention to these details and making sure everything is working at a technical level um, so that it doesn't distract your audience from... The actual enjoyment of the movie because mm-hmm. I recently with a couple things I've seen things that kind of bugged me and it kind of pulled me out of like being in the moment with the movie because mm-hmm. there are times when I'm watching a movie and I'm like everything is out of my head you're immersed I'm I'm in it you know mm-hmm. and I'm receiving what's happening on screen but then something will happen why don't they fix that or something like that yeah. I'll, you know it'll just jump into my head and I'll get distracted because of the you know the technical problem mm-hmm. I think something that bugs me in any movie. Mm. It's just like a, a sound thing that bugs me. But there there are things that kind of like throw me off when I see them um, or if I hear them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times your average 
viewer might not see the, see this, but you know, a cinephile, someone who's really into movies, yeah. they might notice these things and be like, "What? Like, what was that?" Like, I, one thing I get a lot from friends who are just like idiots, <laughs> who have no, you know, taste or or eye for like mm. what makes something strong. Yeah, they do have an eye for like that visual effects look like shit. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's kind of got that to look at something. And because we're people, we can tell if something feels or looks real. Yeah. Or if it just looks like complete computer-generated bullshit. Totally. Like, for me, it's more like I'll hear, like, a an issue in, like, a sound mix. Or, like, a, a click. Or a weird sound. Mm. And it, and they really, like, throw me off. And I think even, like, ADR. Mm. When you're watching a scene and there's, like, ADR put in. And you're seeing the back of someone's head. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I can hear it in the mix. I can actually hear the difference between the audio. It just, like, makes me feel like I'm outside the film experience. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i a big fan of the movie Step Brothers. Like, I've been... Oh, who isn't? I've been into that one since before I started making movies. I think it's hilarious. But I just watched it the other week again uh, for the first time in, I don't know, a couple of years, or probably since we made Party Stories, I would say. Yeah. And the ADR thing... I had no idea how much ADR is in that movie. It's everywhere. Right. And like, right. One of my favorite lines is at the beginning when they're getting married, and Will Ferrell's like, "This wedding is horseshit." <laughs> like watching it this time, like that's so ADR. Like it doesn't even sound like it was recorded in that room. You're watching him as he walks away. I could just tell that like Adam McKay was like, "Well, we have him walking away here. It'd be great if he said another insult." And Wolfer was like, "What if he said it was horseshit?" Uh-huh. And like I think that's hilarious. I'm not, not knocking the line or anything about it. It works great in the movie. But watching it again, I was like, "That's ADR. Right. Big time." And it happens over and over and over again in that movie. And it's interesting because before I was into making movies, never picked up on any of that. But now that I'm in the thick of that, I'm like, I'm noticing things. What mm-hmm. is this? It's like a little part of my brain is like just switched on or something. All right. Do you find that it's like that for you as well? Did you notice these things before you got into the thick of making movies? Or is it more recently that it started happening? Uh, for sure, after getting into filmmaking, you notice things at a much more yeah. fine level. I think you experience it more as a whole. Yeah. Because when you see a really good movie, that was amazingness so good yeah you can't quite put your finger on what made it so good Mm -hmm. but i think a part of for me at least a part of me feels like it was so well put together that i didn't notice anything distracting i could just like be in the movie and when i saw children of men that was one of them everything was so flawless Mm -hmm. you know there's no place for me to get bored or get like uh, distracted Mm -hmm. but there are other movies where there are things that aren't um, done with that much detail or love and they just kind of like do the generic thing or, or don't pay attention to the little moments mm-hmm. um, and there are like technical mistakes and then when that happens you're just kind of like eh I mean, I mean I'm sure like for a lot of people like Star Wars mm-hmm. um, after George Lucas did like a bunch of like extra VFX on yeah. stuff probably really bugged people yeah. because it was like distracting and didn't look good it's a huge controversy right so it's yeah. like you see that and you're like I can't enjoy these at all. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much, like, stuff happening that's just, like, completely, like... Um, unnecessary. Unnecessary, but, like, uh, poorly executed, mm-hmm. too. And it doesn't really 
flow into the original well I guess like he says it's the original vision he had but right. it's you know 30 years apart so. yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's it's that kind of thing that really uh, you have to watch out for because like from my experience I've worked with filmmakers you know making like oh I'm going to make my first short film mm-hmm. they've got like 20,000 to make a first short film yeah. I'm like that's a lot of money for a short film yep and I see the way they make the film and they just kind of haphazardly like mush it together mm. like they'll hire some guy to be the DP they'll get like the crew and a bunch of C-stands and catering some locations and then they just stand and go action mm. and then a bunch of shit happens and then they are like missing everything because they're so mesmerized by it yeah they're yeah. kind of like entranced and like I'm a filmmaker I'm a director and they're like doing something but it's like there's so much happening around you that you're like missing Mm -hmm. you know because if I was like a director on something I'd be like looking at the guy putting the light up and I'd be watching what the DP was doing and Mm -hmm. I'd be looking at the actors and be like you know if some guy saying the light up was like doing something dumb I'd be like hey what are you doing like do you know how to set a fucking light up and I wouldn't be that mean but the point is like I'd be I'd know what's happening happening around me Mm -hmm. yeah but you don't necessarily need to be like that. You could be a director who's got a very strong voice and like command um, his vision uh, through the people he's working with. But if you're just kind of like a, uh, a passenger in the process of your own film, then you're going to miss all these things that I'm talking yeah. about. You need to be piloting, basically. Yeah. Um, you can't like you can't be on the ship and let it take you. You need to like steer where it's going as a filmmaker, and I think like all those details I'm talking about um, play into what that's about. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the stories of James Cameron being on set? No. So I guess he's a pretty brutal dude to work for. Right. Um, there's a really famous story of he was watching someone set up a light. Right. And he walked up to them, and he was like. You're so bad at what you do that hiring you is the equivalent of firing three good people. And you walked away. <laughs> now, I wouldn't recommend that for... Was the guy, like, doing a really bad job? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> You're like, I hope so. Uh, now, <laughs> James Cameron walks up to Roger Deakins. He's like, hey, you're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What's mad? can't win an Oscar <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be brutal that would be brutal <laughs> God. But yeah going back to it what advice would you give for people other than just really be in the moment know what's going on and pay attention to the little details well one of the things that I think is crucial for any filmmaker is to have a clear vision of what mm. you're going for yeah and I think for independent filmmaking in general mm. you know like people making a short film, someone making an indie feature film, there's like a wash of just generic filmmaking that goes over so much of it. Yeah. Um, there's a lack of vision. There's a lack of uh, a voice mm-hmm. and kind of a very generic filter that comes across the actual visual image that you're seeing. You know, camera angles, lighting, yeah. location choices, all of it's just, it kind of gets to a point where you're like, I've seen this a million times. Mm. And I think to make sure you don't fall into that trap is to have a clear vision of what you're going for. Well, I was going to say, do you think that comes from lack of preparation slash laziness? Or 
like lack of resource. I don't think it's laziness. Or playing it safe. No, that would be a less common reason for that. I think what's really at the heart of it when you see so much generic looking stuff is there hasn't been enough thought put into what you're actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe an inkling of an idea came across and you're like, let's do that. Yeah. But there's so much that goes behind um, the process of making something that people kind of gloss over. Like I'm, okay. like I'm saying, like you miss details and you have to think about these things before you do something or else it will have that kind of generic, mm-hmm. I haven't thought about this and let's go to the lowest common denominator yeah. and that's how this film will look. Mm-hmm. But you need to think about location color, lighting, all the stuff that goes into like the visuals of the film. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of give what you're doing a look. Because mm-hmm. certain um, filmmakers um, across like different genres and and from like different eras, what, what the strong ones have in common is they have a very clear vision mm-hmm. and they know what they like. Yeah, I think you need to know what you like. Yeah, where I was gonna, what I was gonna say when you just mentioned that, like you need to have an idea on all of the little things. One thing I would say is, if you don't have an idea for, if you're like, um, shit, I don't have an idea for how this should look lighting wise, that's okay, as long as you hire someone that knows that much much better than you, and you can just communicate like. Even if it's, I don't really know, like, the exact lighting I'm going for, or what we should use, but the tone of this script is this. Can you bring me some examples of, like, similar things, and we can work off that and just keep snowballing and snowballing until we get to that finished idea? Don't just say, oh man, I have no idea how to light this. Uh, Let's just not talk about that, and when we get to set, we'll figure it out. Don't Mm -hmm. do that one. (laughs) Yeah. What I find is people who create and any, any kind of art yeah. as a person, like when you're generating something, because film is collaborative, oh, but, yeah. but there are a lot of different art forms where, you know, you have to work with people, but ultimately like when you're creating something, it's your vision and an idea that's sparked in your head that you're, you're trying to get out there. And you need to be very clear about what, what that is when you communicate with every person you work with. Yeah, like when, it, use that lighting example again, if the DP came back to him, he was like, how about this lighting? And in your head, you're like, I don't like that lighting at all. Yeah. Then you have to say like, look, that's not what we're going for. What's your next example? Don't just be like, ah, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> but what I think like the trap you can fall into with that is, you know, a DP could come and show you something that looks amazing. Yeah. And you'll be like, whoa, that looks great. Let's mm-hmm. do that. But it's not what your vision is. Yeah. So it does look good, but it isn't what you're going for. Yeah, that's and fair. I think one thing you have to do is like learn that you do have to meet a standard, but you also have to make sure you're getting uh, as close as you can to what you're actually trying to do. Because you can get something that looks very professional, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean it's what uh, you're trying to do because um, at a certain level everything looks professional Yeah. but now you have to do that, the harder work of like making sure what you do uh, stands out mm. and it isn't just kind of like yeah it looks good but what else yeah yeah, that's fair I'm directing something and I'm like Latif 
I'm giving you one million dollars to be the DP. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to like this, or how I want it to be laid. Where would you take it from there? As a DP, yeah, talking to the director, yeah. I think the the easiest thing is to have very, very frank and straightforward conversation about mm-hmm. what is your style, like what is your taste. Like I like to figure out like what the other person is, kind of how how they're wired. Mm-hmm. Like you know what movies do you like. You know, do you have like paintings you like? What colors do you prefer? Yeah. Even from there, you've got a million directions you can go in from there. Yeah. So it's just narrowing down. And I think the more uh, specific you get, the quicker you get to where you're going for. Yeah. And the more general you are about things, the longer it's going to take to find the answer. Um, the most recent experience I had working with someone um, that closely was for Crazy For You when I did the post sound. Yeah. I was so specific about what I was going for in the sound mix because I'd be like, listen, I, you know, I want to hear these sounds. You can kind of sprinkle them around here, but just as long as nothing overlaps with dialogue. Yeah. Um, and the, the kind of world we created with, with sound was just something that I hadn't done before with that much specificity. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the project, I was very proud of how it turned out. But there were points in the process where I was very demanding, kind of picky notes. But it's that level of detail that um, allows me to watch the film with some comfort. Yeah. Because if there are things that I'd miss, I'd watch it and be like, oh God, you know, we should have fixed that. And, you know, it would just be the worst. And I think that's one of the reasons why I do get a kick out of like going to a screening and watching with everyone because mm-hmm. I can sit there comfortably and be like, we didn't miss anything. Yeah. You know, we really put all we had into it. Hmm. I imagine when you sat down to watch it, like you watched it, and there weren't a lot of people like, oh man, I, this little detail, that was the best little detail ever. But it, had you not done those things, it, the world wouldn't have felt as real and it would have really hampered the movie in, as an experience in a whole, right? Yeah. Those details bring to life what you're doing. Hmm. And they also create uh, an atmosphere for the person watching to not get distracted. Yeah. They can they can just focus on what they're watching, and just know that they're in good hands. Mm. I think there's certain filmmakers where I feel that way. I can go into the movie they've made and know that I'm in good hands. Yeah. Even if I'm not crazy about the story, I know that the actual movie is going to be of the best quality. Mm. So, do you have any kind of last? helpful thoughts on how people can get to that level I never brush anything off and I, I I think I'm a I can be pretty disagreeable when it comes to opinions on like you know a thing you know someone can show me a shot and be like oh I think that's good and I'll be like no that's not good and I and you know there's no way you can convince me if I'm sure about it mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, you have to have that kind of hard headedness sometimes mm-hmm. Because if I'm sitting in in a, a booth with a you know sound engineer, and they mix some footsteps onto an actor, and I'm like those footsteps sound weird. Mm. They're so present, or they're too, you know, he's wearing boots. They sound like yeah. dress shoes. And the guy will be like, oh well, just listen to it a couple more times. I'm like, no, 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 we gotta change it. Mm-hmm. Or if someone shows me something I'm like that looks pretty good, right? I'll be like, well, it's not perfect. Mm. It's not like what we're going for yeah. and I think there are, the answer that I'm giving for each of these scenarios is the disagreeable answer where you're 
not just like kind of like okay but then the, the alternative answer is like oh what do you think of these shoes it's like that's pretty close and you just kind of like bob your head and you're on to the next thing mm. that's where you start to like miss the little things and they add up yeah and over the course of the film all those little things add up and you're like it was okay it kind of like washes over you and i think when you don't miss those things it really makes your thing sharp mm. so when it hits you it really hits you yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, this is Filmcraft. I'm Matt Ralston. That's my buddy Latif. And we're brought to you by Acast. Yep. Still haven't looked into it, but Acast, thank you for choosing us to be our supreme leader. <laughs> it's funny. Some guy at Acast is like, all right, let's look at all the th- assets. Filmcraft. Get rid of it. <laughs> no! We've lost our sponsorship. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Latif. <laughs>